What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 18th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Blessing at Oye Junior. What's Junior. up, Greg? Not much. Oh, wow. We get the echo from Kevin. Wow. I like that a lot. You know what I mean? Um, Blessing, I believe it was yesterday when we recorded the Kind of Funny Games cast, the Last of Us Part mm-hmm. 2 spoiler cast yes. that will go live tomorrow, Friday. Don't watch it until you beat the game, of course. And also you know best friend note for everybody out there the it's up the everything's up all the embargoes are free and clear everything can be talked about so you should stay away from everything right now if you don't want to know anything about the last of us part two because it's out there and all this stuff but i made a joke about we'll be talking about the last of us part two until blessing Adioye the third is hosting these shows and I just wanted. Are you about to announce something? I just want to pat myself on the back that that was a really good joke. You know what I mean? Oh, it, it was, was really. I thought for joke. a second I thought you were going to be like, and joining us today is Blessing <laughs> from the future. And then you pull, then you pull out, yeah, third. some like into the Spider-Verse inter- interdimensional type stuff. Mm-hmm. I'd be down mm-hmm. for it though to meet my son already to sure. see him grown up, to see him as a podcaster talking about the last of part two. You get to have the conversation. Did you already worry about too much of your future being known? I watched Arrival again last night. You know, time a big part of that movie. What a shit movie. I, yeah, Jen said she wanted to watch it again. I was like, really? All right. You know, I, so I was scrolling through Netflix yesterday, yep. kind of just bored, trying to look for something to do, trying to find bored something to watch. House, bored in the house, bored. Yeah, and I was in the house, bored, bored in the house, bored. And I came across this movie called... What the fuck happening to both of you guys? <laughs> uh, it's a TikTok, Kevin. Get on yeah, my Kevin, generation's download, level. Download what is TikTok a TikTok? Scrolling. Oh, man, it's a magical place. It is. Um, so I, I, I came across this movie called Molly's Game, and I had never heard of this movie Oh, Molly's Game is fucked up. I I never heard of it before. I had no idea what this movie was, and the trailer started playing. And I the first two people I saw in the trailer were Idris Elba and Michael Sarah, who are two of my favorite actors of all time. I love those two, and I, I had no uh-huh. idea they were in a movie together. And so I was like, "Yo, I'm stopping everything. I'm watching Molly's Game." I, I made about thirty minutes in before I was like, "I don't like this movie. I'm not watching." I'm I, not right. what, I was thinking about a different movie. Yeah, you think of Gerald's Game? That's right. Molly's yeah, game yeah. is interesting though. It's got Pikes a lot in of that people we, in it. I forget what's the point of what's the point of Molly's she, game? Again? Gambling. Circle. I guess she's like a yeah. It's like a gambling circle. She's like running this like illegal ga- gambling thing mm. operation going on. And mm. the whole the the thing that turned me off to it was she was narrating the whole thing within like the first twenty minutes. And oh, like I, I so within the first five minutes, I was like, all right, cool. This is a fun bit. Certainly, this bit is going to end soon. And twenty <laughs> minutes in, I was like, she's still narrating everything, and the narration is not that great. Because I believe it's like the same the same writer who, who did the Social Network, which I love the Social Network. The Social Network oh, is great. Aaron Sorkin. Yes, yes. Okay. This is the Sor- Sorkin joint, uh, okay. according to Belinda, because I was texting her about it. Of course. And as I, as I was watching it, I was like, all right, this has some Social Network energy to it, like especially in the ways in, in which like there's so much dialogue and 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 the main character feels like they kind of know it all and all this stuff. But the, sure. the the more and more she kept narrating, more and more I was like, I don't. Th- this is too much like they went overboard like they went they went 10 degrees too far in this direction they should have stopped this like 10 minutes ago um and so yeah by the time i made it about 30 minutes and i was like i think i'm done i don't think i can watch the rest of this movie i'm not enjoying it have you watched gerald's game though you should watch that i've not watched gerald's game kevin you enjoy gerald's game right i've never seen it i've just heard how, about it it's scary yeah you should watch it it's good Ah, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, enough about that. Instead, let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077 being delayed again. Uh, brand new Miles Morales details straight from Insomniac. And can I sell you a Last of Us Part 2 guitar? We'll cover all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, your comments, your concerns, everything under the video game sun, all while getting the show ad-free and the exclusive post-show we do. Uh, if you have no bucks to toss our way, though, it's no big deal. You can go to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygame. If you're watching live on Twitch, hey, how are you? You have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe housekeeping for you today it is a huge day after this there's some other kind of funny program i'm not on so i don't care about it it's screencast screencast are you talking about gerald's game or molly's game uh neither we're talking about you think we just prepped everybody for that though you think our our insightful movie talk worked well i just i said what we're the hate you give you check it out is a powerful movie the hate we have a we have a show on this company called screencast 
We do. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't. It's hard to believe. Blessing, you were on screen. Blessing. There's an entire another channel called youtubecom slash funny that does yeah, it's nothing. More successful. It's, it doesn't have it. First off, that's a fucking lie. All right. It does it have more subs. Yes, it does. Does it get more views? No, it doesn't. Nobody All right? knows. So Nobody start, cares. No, about we that. do. We do. We look count. at the. We look at the numbers. Kevin. I've never once. I've never once. <sighs> Huge day after screencast uh, at one o'clock. Joey and I are streaming Minecraft Dungeons for uh, St. Jude. We are playing for the GCX event. Uh, you can watch live on twitch.tv slash GCX event 1 to 345. We will be hosting, of course, on uh, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you'd rather just stay in our chat, raising money for St. Jude. It's going to be a good time. Uh, that will run right in to the kind of funny pre show for EA Play. Remember, EA Play is at 4 p.m. Pacific time today. Remember, I'm hosting it. Remember, I didn't tell anybody reacting to it anything. So right now, Blessing has all these hopes and dreams for what's going to happen. I know oh, what's going to happen. Didn't tell him anything. Have I told you yeah, anything, I, Blessing? I, not at all, but I can't wait for that anthem info. I'm staring at you to see if you flinch or anything. I'm looking out can't, the window, I, see. Can't wait for Dude, the he news. Looked away. He looked away. Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order 2. Oh, man, I can't wait for um, the new FIFA game. Oh, wait, let me... No, nah, you fuck off. Uh, so I'll be at 4 p.m. live. I'll be hosting it. You can watch on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames as the boys react. Uh, afterwards, I will show up for the post show. Just had the dynamite idea. Actually, I shouldn't tell it to you, I guess. But somebody on Twitter knows what I'm talking about. Wink. Um, thank you to our Patreon. Pro- I guess it's not... I had a dynamite idea if I'm just taking a Twitter suggestion. But you know what? Fuck it. I'll take the credit for it. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed. AKA Momo, Connor Nolan, AKA Connor Dow, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by the less successful YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. But I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's Oh my god! What I love about it is I can obviously I see the document. I'm, I, I already even, I see the document. I can see everything happening. And I saw the first story go away, and I was like, "What just happened? Who added something to it?" And what it is is that Kevin went in and tried to resize the image because I was okay. bitching about how small it, it is. Worked. But it's like it's I, like the Marge Simpson shirt Homer wears. It's all like stretched out and weird. I, you can't I, read I, it. You did that. You, can't what, you want me to put it no, back? I can read it. No, I, I, my I'm old man, I, can totally well read it, it. I appreciate it. As usual, Kevin, you are the glue. You are the unsung hero. I love you very much, and thank you for everything you do here. But, like, it's all squished together. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. fine. I'll be I fine. Mean, yeah, Cyberpunk together. 2077 has been delayed once again, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take it straight to CD Projekt Red's uh, head of studio and co-founder who penned this note together. We have decided to move the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 from September 17th to November 19th. Those of you who are familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Quote, ready ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. At the same time, we are fully aware that making such decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite we think it's the right decision for the game, we'd still like to apologize for making you wait longer. Our intention, is, our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. In the end, we hope you understand why we did what we did. At the time we are writing these words, Cyberpunk 2077 is finished, both content and gameplay-wise. The quests, the cutscenes, the skills and items, all the adventures Night City has to offer, it's all there. But with such an abend- abundance of content and complex systems interweaving with each other, we need to properly go through everything, balance game mechanics, and fix a lot of bugs. A huge world means a huge number of things to iron out, and we will spend additional time doing exactly that. This week, journalists from all over the world are starting to independently play the game. We are eager, parentheses, and quite stressed to hear their opinions, as well as see your reactions when they publish their previews right after we air Night City Wire on the 25th of June. We hope this will satisfy some of your hunger for the game as we work to polish it for the November launch. Thank you, um, Markin and Adam over at CD Projekt Red. Blessing. Is this game going to hit November 19th? I think so. I would like to imagine so. But at this point, like, who knows? I, I was actually very surprised to see this delay because they've expressed before that they were very confident in their September date. And I went back and, and read those comments because, because like, they expressed, like, a lot of confidence in that September date. And that was... That was in the context of COVID, and that was in the context of COVID's effects 
yeah. on Cyberpunk 2077, it seems here that the delay isn't isn't a COVID delay. This is a hey, this is a big game, and it being a bi- a, a huge open world RPG means that it's going to be buggy, uh, and that just means they need extra time to to polish, which I think makes sense, and I think is a totally. good thing that that they're delaying. Like I think this is this is all good news. The thing that kind of strikes me here is the November nineteenth date because that that strikes me as a possible, very likely next gen console writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says so cyberpunk 2077 just got delayed to november 19th with their close ties to xbox can we make an educated guess that the xbox series x is coming on that day too if this is true it would likely mean ps5 would be out november 12th right is my logic sound or am i jumping to conclusions BJ, you're jumping to conclusions and speculating, but that's all we do on this show, so let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Bless, do you think this is the release date now for the Xbox Series X? I I mean... Bless you, don't try I, to dance around it. You're dancing, I can no, see No, but could be. like That's not a bad day. Well, actually, when is Black Friday? Is Black Friday the week after that, or is that the week That'd be the week Black after, because it's the Friday after Thanksgiving. So basically what we're looking at here, the 19th is going to be... Uh, a Thursday, November 19th, 2020 is a Thursday. Uh, Black Friday or Thanksgiving would be one week later on the 26th with, uh, yes. with the 27th being Black Friday. So that, I mean, if you were to ask me, hey, Bless, when do you think, what's a date that you think the Xbox uh, Series X could release? Like November 19th would probably be the first date I jumped, or not 19th, but November uh, probably 20th would probably be the first date that I jumped to as far as, as far as a console release date. Like that would make sense. I don't, I, I don't know if this specifically aligns with that, though. Like, we've heard before that the Cyberpunk 2077 next-gen version or Xbox Series X version isn't going to be ready for Xbox Series X launch. So I'm not say, sure. That was, I want to credit to the one and only Jeffy Grub Grub. Of course, you know yeah. him. I know him. Games Beat. Remember, his new name is Jeffy Grub Grub, even though he's in chat as Jeff Grub. Don't listen to that anymore. He is the one who said uh, right here, 29 minutes ago on Twitter, this could launch alongside Xbox Series X slash PlayStation 5, but CDPR has not said that the Xbox Series X slash PlayStation 5 optimized version is coming on November 19th. In its smart yes. delivery blog post this earlier this week, Microsoft implied that optimized next-gen versions are coming later. Yes. And so I don't know how much sense that makes then for them to want to align with the next gen console releases. Like with, with backwards back compatibility, like yes, we'll be able to play Cyberpunk 2077 on the PS5 theoretically and on the Xbox Series X. Yeah. But if there's not an optimized version, then what sense does that make to then line it up with that console release? So that's kind of where that argument kind of gets thrown out the window for me. Yeah. Um, Here's my, so, I, I, I think it still lines up as an, uh, uh, a cromulent argument in the way that if you're going to the store and you're buying these or you're ordering them or whatever you're doing, you're getting a new console, you want something fucking rad to play on it. And so even if it is that, it's it, it's I, I I you know we're leading with Xbox Series X of course because they've they had the whole marketing campaign it seems together already and been making a big deal about it. I feel like if it's that or it's a PlayStation Five whatever it may be, it's the idea that putting it in just natively backwards compatible games are going to look better. I guess Xbox Series X is different terminology and I'm not getting into it, but you understand what I mean that it should be loading faster, it should be running better, it should be giving yeah. you an optimized experience. And so if you can have that optimized experience with a game that's going to take you however many hundreds of hours, why not? Yeah. And so I, I, I could see that being the case, like that being being the reasoning behind it. But I, I do believe them in the sense that they're probably pushing more so due to polishing and bugs, um, and less so. Oh no, due to, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I imagine that's like the 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 forefront reasoning. And there's probably like some talks behind the scenes of like, all right, yeah, let's move to this date because this is this is going to be the next gen console push, and that'll then give us that that boost, uh, quote unquote, in terms of. Yeah, the literal boost we get with with the consoles, but then also the the boost in uh in eyes on the game with people picking up their next gen consoles. For you know, for a, a a console launch cycle we're running into that is going to be so much of as always. Hey, you're getting these games at launch. You know how how good is Bug Snacks going to be? We don't know how long. You know we're about to talk to Sp- about Spider. We're not going to talk to Miles Morales. We're about to talk about Spider Man Miles Morales and how it's more of a lost legacy. I think. This console generation being one, even when you look at the PlayStation 5 in PlayStation 4 Switch over, being something that your next box isn't you leaving everything you've done behind, right? Your next box is, in fact, bringing over uh, all your franchises and your successes and your backwards compatibility. I think having a huge game that everybody's super anticipating benefits you, even if it isn't optimized for your console. I can see that. I think that that makes sense. Um, And I also think this then makes that 
that um launch lineup look more exciting even though like I, it's hard to really consider this like a launch game versus not a launch game because it is yeah. a a previous gen title but we'll we'll I, I feel like we'll still look at it as a launch game especially if this lines up with the release of the ps5 and the xbox series x and so i think in that sense it's also kind of exciting picking up a ps5 and getting to play cyberpunk on it totally yeah because that's the thing we all want when we get these new consoles right is getting something that is fucking awesome that you get yeah. out and you get to go with right uh, M- uh murph dad says here in the, the uh, not chat actually you're wrong so i probably shouldn't do it but cyberpunk has an xbox one x special edition aligning the releases would potentially hurt the series the se- series x sales but then again microsoft may not care it's the ecosystem baby uh i think it's interesting pointing out isn't that already out though i thought the cyberpunk one was already out yeah i think that already came out and i think we're just waiting on the game to come out at this point. yeah i think that's the one that had the first uh digital redemption uh like you put it in or whatever hold on and it was a. Uh, you know, you you don't get a code for it. It's already tied to the console or whatever. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that the console itself is out right now. It's sold out right yeah. now. So I guess that's already. Because yeah, yeah, you Olive would not put out a yes, uh, out. I have it next to me. So yeah, that doesn't fly for me. Sorry, Murph yeah. Dad. Fuck off. That would be a mistake to put out an Xbox One bundle on the same on the, yeah, on the, the same, same exact day. day. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox Series X is like, what are you doing? Uh, over here, I have another question for you. 2038 Pokemon CEO says, Greg and Blessing, I noticed in Cyberpunk 2077's press release, they mentioned press previews will likely go live shortly, or will go live shortly, not likely, they will. Uh, despite the ongoing pandemic, game previews are still functioning in some way. How are game previews working with the current state of the world? Do you download the preview to your system and are required to delete it afterwards? Is the press going to events with uh, with CDC guidelines? Are previews taking place over Zoom and you control them remotely? Um, not naming names at all because some of them I haven't even done yet. But I have I the other day to uh, one of the big uh, video game people, I had to send detailed specs on my fucking computer. And let me tell you, as Greg Miller. That was like pulling teeth because I was looking around the system files and the whatnots and what I, I don't know. And I, I, why, one of them, I was just like, me up? one of them, I just, because they they made it seem easy, Kev. They put you, the step by step. But I tell you, as soon as I hit the start button, there was no system button. There was no Spexies. system button. Like they were you, you go to Spexies and it. it and so I just, one, of the, one of the questions I literally just answered, I'm like, I, it will be able to play your game. It played Half-Life Alex. <laughs> I was like, done. Just go. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> There's a couple third-party programs people are using so that you can uh, dial into their thing and then play the game that way and, and use it that way. And then they're capturing footage locally and they send you footage that way. You don't have to worry about doing that stuff. Uh, there have been uh, different Zooms and digital press conferences we dial into and somebody else plays the game for you, similar to like a hands-off E3 demo. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways they're happening. Smaller games, I think, you know, the indies or whatever, uh, they don't mind uh, just sending you the, uh, the preview EXE and having you delete it afterwards. So there's a bunch of different ways people are coping. Uh, it'll be very fascinating, I think, for what this means for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X of how yeah. do we do that? Where do we go play those? Or is there going to be like, you know, for PS4, there was a big New York event. Like, are we doing that again? How do you think that, like, do you have any predictions on how uh, both Microsoft and PlayStation go about that? Because that's the thing that I think we we've t- we talked about early in the year. And yeah. as we've kind of gotten to where things are now, like, it's kind of, it's, it's it's very difficult to imagine some sort of event that pulls people together uh, to, pl- to play consoles and and have their, ha- have hands on, um, on, on actual, like, machines. Do you, do you think they, they eventually cave and they're like, all right, we're going to do a social distance, this physical event? Or do you think, we're just not going to have our hands on the PS5 before the PS5 comes out. I think they will do socially distanced either events or visits. I think we will get to that point because I think even, you know, um, I can talk f- more freely about this later and how we are uh, doing things in a new world of producing content, but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possible. I think you'll have m- a much more limited scope of, you know, I mean, I, I it would be one of those like, man, I'm hope we're on that list kind of thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was they coordinate with, uh, you know, for PlayStation, Xbox, uh, run, let's just say PlayStation, not because I'm being biased, just because it's what I know best and what I would, what I would think they would do. Either by the time we get lined up to this, things are better to an extent than I imagine it would be if people are able to go back to offices and work and feel comfortable. We're doing something at the San Mateo PlayStation office. We're doing something in LA. We're doing something in the New York office, right? And it's going to be either they get you know one giant room and like spread everybody out six feet apart and have you know the cleaners there and everything are ready to go or it is they have one room they disinfect and bring people in like throughout an entire week right i think you know uh, again for uh anonymity's sake somebody else who's booking us for something else to play demos right in the old days it used to be we are doing a preview event on this day and that day what day do you want to come morning or afternoon session right one of the ones i just got booked on is like hey we are doing previews for this game that isn't out yet and we are doing it across this week and a half period 
Like what would work for you? Where would you want to book? And like, cause now you can just do it digitally. It's easier that way. I yeah. think that PlayStation would do something like that in terms of like, Hey, we're having like a week of PS5 previews for everybody in their local markets. And I don't mean everybody. I mean, IGN's GameSpot's hopefully kind of funny. Come down here and do that on your day. I think it could also be that, all right, we're going to come to your house. It'll be outside. It'll be a no contact delivery of a Pelican case with the PlayStation 5 in there. You know what I mean? Again, in, to the point of what I'm making of like how small the pool would be, this would be limited to the people they trust the most. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, they want to be able to go do this to Joe Blow YouTuber, right? And I think they would yeah. definitely have you sign your life away in a way that we usually don't with NDAs. Like, you just sign or whatever, forget about it. I think this one would be very clear. Like, you're not doing this. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard or i don't know if names have been named but there are video game publishers and developers out there who are like if you're not playing the game for review it's in a lockbox underneath this thing kept in a secure room that has to be like holy shit you know what i mean in the old days nintendo used to come and bolt down the ds thing for you to preview games and then unbolt it from the desk and leave with it like i think we'd get back to that in a way of kind of having like the nuclear football where they would drop it off to you and let you have it for a day or whatever to make whatever coverage you want and then bounce out but i do think it's going to be drastically different i of course would love it if we could bounce all the way back right and have it be that cool you know it's a new york event it's a whatever it's an la event we're gonna have everybody in a hotel again ready to play all this stuff but i doubt it yeah and part of me think that like ps now and xcloud could possibly be some some sort of um solution for that but that, <sighs> maybe that's- for xbox maybe but the yeah. problem is like on top of google stadia and this is me dunking on them but google stadia leaking the you know the gods and monsters demo for ubisoft right by accident that's like the nightmare but for something as big as the PlayStation 5 slash Xbox Series X, like you don't want that to look, it, it, it's 1080 compressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want that to be that there's even a momentary lag because then what all the previews are going to be? Yeah, I played uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and it looked it looked, it looked good and I can imagine what it would look like if it was running natively. Yeah. And that's what I, think. I think at that point, it's best not to even do it. At that point, I would say, if I'm in the boardroom and they're like, we have to, we're looking at PlayStation now for this, I'd be like, fuck that. We're doing a state of play everybody can see it that way and then we'll release the 4k footage afterwards and they'll watch it that way and everybody will talk about how great that looks like we're in this interesting spot where video game publishers and developers can still talk to you the audience and you can still get most of the information you're just missing that middle middleman that is us that is the influencer that is the press person that goes and plays the game and talks about how it feels and what they felt and what emotions were conjured out of it you watching them play it is pretty close you know what i mean like Ghost of Tsushima, right? Ghost of Tsushima is going to fucking launch without ever having had a hands-on preview event. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be pretty insane. I wouldn't be surprised if it's similar to the Last of Us uh, Part Two review we just went through, right? Where there was the preview embargo, where it was like cool. What was it like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, where it was like you can, if you're reviewing it, you can talk about this one chapter of the game, this one section of the game, and go from there. Ghost will probably be like that. I imagine that. We'll sign away our life. We'll get the thing. And there'll be a, hey, the review embargo lifts this date, but the preview embargo lifts this date. Talk about this one mission where we can go in there and be like, yeah, it does feel like Assassin's Creed, but X, Y, and Z, or it doesn't feel like, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. But like then to, then to wrap your head around a console launch to like, can you imagine if the PlayStation 5, and it will not, but can you imagine if the PlayStation 5 launched without anyone touching the DualSense? Like nobody knew what the fuck any of that felt like till we got our, until we got it out of the box at home. Holy shit. Yeah. That'd be off. That, that'd be definitely be like a, a weird thing in a way where i i kind of think they could get, get away with it as sony just because like the there, there's not going to be really a huge change aside from reviews of the console itself are going to get pushed and impressions on on the hands-on and stuff is going to get pushed um and everybody's gonna have to experience that thing together yeah but i don't think i don't i don't think it's necessarily on the on sony's side the end of the world to then be like all right yeah we'll just It'll it'll get lifted when it gets lifted. Everybody will will be able to experience this thing this thing together. Um, yeah, right. and and that's you're 100 percent correct. And I don't right now. It's that it's that same thing as always, where it's going to come down to launch lineup. It's going to come down to how look at the, how good the games look and review and stuff. And so, does anybody care? Like, you're going to buy a PlayStation Five. You're guess what? You're watching kind of yeah. funny games daily. And I shouldn't say that. Guess what? Um, you're watching kind of funny games daily. I assume in your lifetime, you are going to buy the PlayStation five or the Xbox series uh, X. And I would assume right now, you know, if you're doing that at launch or if you're not doing that at launch or in the first year, let's say, because maybe you are really waiting to see like what Xbox's first party lineup will look like. And you're deciding which one you want. I think you get into this weird thing of even if remember like the PS three launch and they were like, fuck, fuck, du- <laughs> fuck dual shock. That's stupid. It's just six access. And we all picked up the controller. Like this feels like a baby's toy. <laughs> this feels like, yeah. a, this feels like a waste of my money. And like, 
granted it didn't sell well but people still bought it people knew eventually there'd be dual there there'd be dual shock again like there's a whole bunch of stuff happening here where i it's so different 2020 is so different for all of us but on top of that how different it is for video games and how different it is for the usual pipeline of video game reviews and previews that i think it is mind-boggling to sit there and think about there is a possibility that these consoles launch without us ever having really played them yeah i think that playstation and microsoft will move heaven and earth uh to make that happen i think they will uh, xbox especially because i think xbox especially knows that they need to have everybody out there evangelizing how great this box is and how much they like the services and all the bells and whistles on it and again i've seen other video game uh, it's all about reading the tea leaves seeing how comfortable everybody is when covid had initially started and we initially started doing the shelter in place but we didn't i I at least didn't really understand how serious it was a unnamed uh, video game uh, publisher had hit us up and been like, Hey, would you be down to play this game as a preview? We'll bring it to your house. You will, you know, but we'd want the PR person to sit in your house and be like, just doing their, and I'll, and it's, it's a publisher and people I know. I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. And like, I sent the email and I was like, wait, no, isn't the whole point of this that I'm not supposed to be around other people like at all? Like, and I was like, I wrote, and they were like, we've already canceled that plan. That was dumb. Sorry, we're figuring it out. And it's like, no, no, we're everybody's figuring this out as you go. And I think mm-hmm. somebody would have to figure this out as they went in terms of what the fuck you're going to do for launching a console and having somebody play it. To, to rewind all the way back, do you think Cyberpunk could get delayed again? Do you think this is the final, uh, the final delay? Or do you think there's a possibility that, that this game can get I, pushed to 2021? I definitely think there's a possibility it could get pushed to 2021. I don't think that that is because the game's off the rails. I don't think that's because the game's bad. I think it's just how CD Projekt Red is, and they understand their reputation, and they understand their quality bar. And I could easily see that they get closer to this November launch date, and they're like, fuck, man, we just figured out that if it's just like like it's like Fallout of New Vegas, right? We found out that if you wear a hat on this strip, everything goes away, right? Or Skyrim, where if you left this door open on this thing, you know, this fucking eats everything and blows it up, like... I could see them. I can only imagine, based on what we know from the two E three demos and have seen, right, how in depth that game is and how wide that scope is. That there's so many different things to check, and it's not as easy as just doing a couple playthroughs with a couple hundred people. Like you have to actually get in there and figure it out. That'd be wild. Like wild. That'd make twenty one twenty well one. That'd make twenty twenty one a little bit more exciting, even though it already is kind of gearing up to be um a bit exciting with the games we got from the ps5 reveal event but i think that then i tim's statement uh early on about how final fantasy 7 remake could end up being the last big game of the year right like you know turned out uh, not to be true because now we're getting the last of this part two but in a way right like the spirit of that could still carry on with cyberpunk being delayed and of course like that's less a covid thing and more so like just polishing thing but even still um I don't know th- this year. This year, the rest of this year is gearing up to be pretty interesting as far as what games are left and and how I guess the larger game conversation conversation is going to play out, especially toward the end of the year and game of the year and all this stuff. One hundred percent. Number two on the Roper Report, we have Spider Man Miles Morales details. This is from Insomniac's Brian Horton. He wrote he wrote over the PlayStation blog. And Insomniac Games, we've loved the character of Miles Morales for a long time. It started years ago when Brian Intihar, creative director of Marvel Spider-Man, suggested that we should have Miles Morales be part of the same universe as Peter Parker. We sneakily introduced him at the end of our E3 2017 demo, surprising the audience when they thought the PlayStation briefing was over. As we continued with the Spider-Man's Marvel, or I'm sorry, when we continued with the Marvel's Spider-Man universe, uh, we knew that Miles' origin story as a Spider-Man was something that needed its own game. Miles' multicultural background reflects a more modern, diverse world, and we wanted to give players a new story with new set pieces, fresh villains, and unique quests across Marvel's New York City. This had to be a can't-miss next adventure uh, in the Marvel's Spider-Man universe. Let's set the scene for the game a little bit more. It's now wintertime, about a year after the events of the first game. Marvel's New York is covered in snow, and just before Christmas break, a war between an energy corporation and high-tech criminal army has broken out. Miles' new home in Harlem is at the heart of the battle. We know a lot of you want to know how big the game is. Our team at Insomniac has been working incredibly hard to bring you a fantastic Miles Morales adventure since we concluded development on Marvel's Spider-Man. You'll experience a full story arc with Miles, one that's more akin to a game like Uncharted The Lost Legacy in terms of overall scope. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales is an important, heartfelt, emotional, and essential experience to expanding the Marvel's Spider-Man universe, and we hope it will be for you as well. 
We are also excited for the game to demonstrate the power of the PlayStation 5 this holiday. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales will show off near-instant loading, ray tracing, 3D audio, and the DualSense controller. We've upgraded our characters with 4D scans and improved skin shading for more realistic-looking characters and spline-based hair that moves far more naturally. I've been saying it for years, bless, I love spline-based hair. That's oh, man, spline-based hair is my favorite kind. Many of the city's assets have also been updated to take advantage of the new console. As you experience Miles' story, you'll see, hear, and feel things in a whole new way thanks to the PlayStation 5. It's been amazing to be creative director on Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, working uh, with such an incredible team. I joined Insomniac near the end of Marvel's Spider-Man, and being able to collaborate with our team and Marvel to create a new story and experience all around Miles Morales has been a career highlight. It's been great to work with Brian Intahar, who directed the first game, as he continues to imagine big things for the Marvel's Spider-Man universe. That's Spider-Man 2. He's talking about Spider-Man 2. Oh, and one last thing. Many of you fans have wondered if Peter Parker is okay. <laughs> I, I never did. For the record, I never did. I was never yeah, like, I never thought Peter? about that either. Shit, they're showing a Miles game. Is Peter okay? Uh, don't worry. We still have much of Peter's story left to tell. But this time is all about Miles, a critical part of our Spider-Man universe, and you don't want to miss what happens. Thank you so much for the incredible reaction to our game last week and for all the kind words on social media. We're looking forward to getting to spend more time with you in the coming months to reveal more of the game we've all been working on. Blessing, let's get fucking hype, son. Yeah, this is all This is all great news. This is all great information. Uh, me and you were wondering earlier about how they're going to sell this game, right? With it yeah. being a, a bit of a scaled back experience compared to something like Spider-Man uh, 2018, right? I, I think when I think we all got the impression when it was first revealed that it was going to be an Uncharted Lost Legacy type of experience. At least all of us here are kind of funny. I know for the, 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 the wider industry and for the wider audience, I think people kind of took a lot of mixed things because there wasn't really like a clear line they, 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 they mm -hmm. defined as far as what Miles Morales is compared to uh, Spider-Man 2018. But I think for us, we 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 originally took it as an Uncharted Lost Legacy type of game. And so I know me and you were, were having the conversation earlier about how how they're going to sell this game as a launch PS5 game that is taking advantage of all the features of the, P features of the PS5 that should sell you on getting a PS5, but at the same time being a, an experience that is piggybacking off of the PS4 game. Um, and that is going to be scaled back comparative to the PS4 game. And so for them to to talk about how, like, yes, this is a Miles Morales story. Yes, um, we're doing we're doing different things in terms of, hey, this game is now taking place during the winter because that's let's make it look I, different. I, yeah, let's make it look different. Let's let's give it a different feel. It's taking it's, it's taking place a year after the first game, and it's and it's being fo it's focused on um, uh, Miles' story now that he's living in his new home in Harlem, right? Like that is giving that is giving great story context and great context for why this game is going to to feel feel and and convey differently yeah. um but then also for them to get into some of the technical details about uh yeah 3d audio uh we're we're, we're looking into how we can use the dual sense controller uh they talk about 40 scans which i have no idea what that is but that sounds really cool <laughs> um, <laughs> the spline based hair that, that moves uh, far more naturally right like yeah. those are the things that i think are hopefully going to make this game feel like a ps5 game granted i don't know I have a feeling that when we actually play Miles Morales, it's not really going to feel that different from Spider-Man, even even with the things they're talking about. Like all the things that they say here, like these are all cool. These are all cool features. These are all cool updates. These are all cool upgrades from a PS4 game. But I can't imagine I'm going to play this game and be like, oh, yeah, this is what the PS5 can do. I imagine I'm going to play this game and be like, oh, yeah, cool. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, sweet. Oh, also, these reflections look really cool. And I imagine that, that it's going to stop around there. But I'm also fine with that. This all sounds good to me. Yeah, this is what I want to hear out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad I know that they've said it. And obviously, there was the back and forth with some weird European VP of business development is like, oh, it's just an expansion. And they're like, no, fuck, it's not. Uh, I like the idea that it's Uncharted Lost Legacy size. Uh, obviously, I'd love a bigger one. But I also want them to be working on Spider-Man 2. Uh, Wintertime sounds great. I love that we're talking about Harlem. I love that we're talking about this war between an energy corporation and a high tech uh, criminal army. Um, and then yeah, like, Again, for me, what I want right now in my you know pea-sized brain, and I think a PlayStation Five, like near instant loading, awesome ray tracing. I know, I know that looks really good because yeah. of uh, the stairs the Hellblade people showed. Three D audio, sure. Dual sense, whatever. Upgraded characters, yeah. I mean, like for your launch games of PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X for that matter, but here PlayStation Five, 
it comes down to the little things. You know what I mean? The things you're going to marvel at and go, man, this is next gen is look at the hair effect. Look at this thing. Look at the way lights are reflecting off of uh, people's faces. I know that was one of the big things people have been showing with screenshots uh, of of Miles Morales. uh, The fact that like the way the purples are reflecting off of his face and things like it it is going to be that thing of making it look good, making it run good in, not that spot in the the bar is high because Spider-Man did all those things well as well. Spider-Man looked great. Yeah. Spider-Man ran well. Like, you know, the loads. Yeah, sure. You, the fast travel loads in the subway, whatever. But like they were fun, too. It's going to be interesting to see what you can do with this to put it on that other level. But they're saying all the right things. And I do love this paragraph where they're like, but this game is all about miles, a critical part of our, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need I'm glad in a, in a short version of this game. I don't need Peter to be more than a phone call. I'm sure at some point we'll talk to yeah. him on the radio. He'll be doing. Yeah, that's something my thing. Else. Is I, ima- I imagine the way I see it, or the way I'm predicting it, is Peter is going to be the the your your man in the chair, like the guy oh, yeah. in your ear who's talking talking you through things, right? You, you I imagine that because like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember how Spider Man One ended uh, to know oh, where Peter's at, but but like oh yeah, but like you know Peter's not like on vacation anywhere, right? You imagine that that Peter is helping Miles through this, through this process, Peter Peter. Imagine that Peter's in, uh, uh, you know, helping helping Miles be a good Spider-Man, and with that, like, I I like it for Peter to kind of be the man in the ear that is, that is guiding you, and that is like I don't think that's what's gonna be the process. Really, if I was gonna predict this one, right? Because I already have my whole Spider-Man two prediction down. What I would predict is that this is way more a Spider-Man Homecoming, Iron Man Spider-Man relationship, where Pete's like he calls miles in the middle of the night or what and he's like hey I, you've been training to be spider-man i've been doing you all these different things i have to go the avengers need me you know i'm going off world or whatever on some secret mission the silver surfers here i don't know whatever they want to fucking pull in right or just even just send him to another coast or another city maybe you could, you could be lame and he's on assignment but he's going somewhere i think to investigate nick fury's got him in europe or going after dr doom or something really cool like that right but he basically wakes him up and tells him that right at the start of the game he's like you need to be spider-man he's like just be a friendly neighborhood spider-man right just take care of harlem or whatever just sit you know stay local but make sure everything's okay and then he bounces Mm -hmm. and i think we get a couple calls that are like check-ins and you probably get the classic miles is in over his head but doesn't want to say it. and he's swinging through the city and he's talking to him in his earpiece right of like no everything's good what was that nothing i gotta go like that would be my take on it but again that is Mm -hmm. something already that sounds tropey and that's already happened so will it happen who knows who knows i i I do love the Uncharted, Uncharted Lost Legacy comparison. Also, I want to point yeah. out because I know I know people have different takes as far as what the game is going to be skill wise and how like we prefer. Like I, I mean, I would love a sixty dollar full uh, Miles Morales game. Sure. That said, for me, Uncharted Lost Legacy is still my favorite Uncharted, even as a forty dollar game. Like to me, they could have charged sixty dollars for Uncharted Lost Legacy, even though optically that then, that then looks weird because fans would then compare Lost Legacy to Uncharted Four and be like, "Well, Uncharted Four was so much more content." But yeah. either to me, either way, Uncharted Uncharted Lost Legacy is a full game, feels like a full game, feels like a different experience. And for me, if Miles Morales is able to do uh, kind of live up to that same potential that I think that I think Uncharted Lost Legacy lived up lived up to, then yeah, I could see, I could see a point where I'm like, oh yeah, I think I like Miles Morales more than Spider-Man 2018, right? And I, I don't think it being a whether it is in terms of game length or whether it is in terms of the game scale or whatever, in in whatever way that it feels smaller than 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 Spider-Man 2018, I don't necessarily take that to mean it's going to be worse in any way, right? Like, yeah. it's going to be a different story. It's going to be piggybacking off of the mechanics and probably off of, piggybacking off of a lot of the technologies that were that were in Spider-Man 2018. But, uh, like, I want to point out a, a tweet from Jason Schreier that he tweeted out this morning that I, that I agree with, right? right? He says, uh, game developers often say that it only, re- it only really feels like you know how to make a game once you've already made that game. That knowledge, plus tech, tools, etc., can lead to really good stuff. DLC doesn't sell well, so those small scale standalone games are the perfect solution, right? Yeah. And I and I agree with that yeah. in terms of they've made Spider Man twenty eighteen, and through making Spider Man twenty eighteen, Insomniac is in, Insomniac is now in a place where they know they know how to how to navigate with those mechanics. They know how to navigate right. around those tools. They know how to they they have the, the world established. They have those mechanics established, and so in the ways that we got the DLC, which I know reception of the dlc isn't as good as the reception of the base game i feel like having this time and having this this new character and not new but having this new main character in in miles and having having this probably like refreshed inspiration with this new story i have very high high hopes that spider-man miles morales is going to feel like a very new experience and a very like 
an excellent experience regardless of its scope or size. 100%. Yeah, I can't wait. And I think that you're you're nailing all the parts that yeah, make me excited for it, let alone the fact that it's on PlayStation 5 and hopefully that'll run and it'll look great. Uh, yeah. A couple things from you're wrong that aren't your wrongs, but I'll, I'll allow them in. Kobobs points out at the end of the third DLC, MJ mentions going to Simcaria, Sir, S- Silver Sable's home country to cover a civil conflict. It's possible that Peter is there with her and left NYC so he can grow on his own. It's true. I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, like he went there to shoot for the bugle or something. Or no, I guess not for the bugle anymore, right? But shoot photos or whatever. Uh, and then Dan Rolls 2020 says, it looks like we'll be swinging with Peter at NYC at some point in the Miles game, according to concept art from Insomniac that was featured from their video this morning. And it's an image here uh, with uh, Miles and Peter in the background swinging. To be clear, I'm not saying we never see Peter. I think the start of the game could easily be training. Here you are. Here's your suit. We're running around doing our stuff or whatever. And then somewhere in there, you transition to, I have to go. I have to go be, um, MJ needs me in Simkari or whatever. Could you imagine like a, a a companion kind of experience like we get with Naughty Dog games, but for Spider-Man, where it is like say in the beginning of this game, you're playing as Miles, and then you have like Peter kind of guiding you and teaching you, and then totally in, Sp- in the next Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Two, you're playing as Peter, and you have Miles as kind of your your companion character that is there fighting alongside with you. Like that could yeah. be a really cool idea. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, number three on the Roper Report, it looks like Jonathan Dornbush at IGN.com got a Crash Bandicoot puzzle and a section is missing. Kevin, can we take a look at this? Whoa. That's a simple one for you. Dornbush, uh, Forbidden West, or I'm sorry, Jonathan Forbidden West Dornbush tweeted today, received a mysterious puzzle from Crash Bandicoot and some pieces are missing. Uh, it's some weird Crash thing. I don't know if that's a, I don't know Crash well enough to know if he's a, if that's yeah, a Yeah, I've never seen that thing before. Okay, cool. So I that's some that kind of new, new thing. I think that is a new. I assume that's a new thing. Uh, It came with a card here. It says a little something to help you pass the time, and time's all capitalized. Your favorite Bandicoot. Um, I would say what it's indicating the time until they announce a new Crash Bandicoot, a much a a much rumored Crash Bandicoot. I took it as the new Crash Bandicoot is going to have like some some sort of like time mechanic or time theme. What if he's what if he's part of Rift Apart? Crash oh my god i would love it like that's not gonna be the case but i would i would love i i want that so bad like an avengers style 3d platformer kind of game where it is hey here and it can even it can even just be limited to playstation where they're like all right yeah ration ration clank rift apart he, he's traveling through the different dimensions he meets knack in one of the dimensions and knack announces knack three and then he he, he <laughs> goes to a different dimension <laughs> He goes to a different dimension, you know, meets Spyro, then meets Crash and all that stuff. Like, I think that could be a really cool idea for a game, but that's I, that's not going to happen. But I'd love it. Um, but yeah, this seems I mean, this seems cool. I'm excited to see what, what Crash thing we get. Um, what, I hope I hope Tim Getty is excited. What an absolutely rude thing to do. Send them a puzzle with missing pieces. Um, I'm being the chat says over here that uh, Jeremy Dooley from Achievement Hunter tweeted out one uh and that it's a completed version but as usual and jeremy oh. appears to be one of them clowns who doesn't have himself tagged properly on twitter so as i search his fucking name even though i follow him can't fucking come up with Jer- jeremy Dooley. yeah I'm, I'm seeing it right jeremy, now some shit Although, like that i don't can know you if send that's it to assets, that, please or i can't search? find him kevin no, i'm no, telling no, you no. i can't find jeremy you're not Dooley. listening to blessing who just said i can't I'm find him it. i'm seeing it right now kevin i i just sent it directly to you on on slack oh, jesus christ the one, i told I'm you two options to do it and you sent it somewhere jeremy else. and Dooley. because i always forget if assets is an actual channel or if it's an actual account i always get it mixed up with the control and so i, I just find it easier to send to send it to you kevin all right there just, it not, is. The, the missing pieces were nothing there's more crap what it so you this is ign trying to make fake news is that what you're telling me what? i don't is that what we're doing are we confirming right now what? that ign's making messed up fake news you hate to see it a great journalistic institution like ign start making up fake news also this wait kid's... i want to know what happened to the rest of the puzzle pieces. oh wait tim getty just tweeted that out too 33 minutes ago yeah he, uh, he has the whole piece too he misspelled piece in his tweet but he, he's got it don't why you gotta oh tim getty's oh, at the no. puzzle spelling's yeah. hard also jeremy dooley's inst- or twitter handle is just jeremy dooley jeremy no he's got and dooley in there that screws it up man i mean Wait, the, what happened to Jonathan Dornbush's puzzle? We're not asking the important question here. Did Jonathan Dornbush lie to the people? The it's fake news. I don't want to say that Podcast Beyond is in shambles and that he lied to people. Or did he not people? complete he the puzzle? Because oh, in my mind, I was like, uh, like, cer- I was like certainly the missing... I was like, certainly the missing puzzle pieces have to do with like a missing piece of the game. Like Maybe that's like the name of the game or something cool. But what I'm seeing here is that Jonathan Dornbush just didn't complete the puzzle. No, but which, call, I want to call, call Jonathan Dornbush. Dornbush. We're going to get, we're gonna get some answers here from Dornbush. Okay, so his tweet points out that he's that he is missing pieces. Yeah, that yeah. is what this tweet. But says. maybe he lied to us. 
We're gonna get to the bottom of it. Because everybody else has a full puzzle. Can you throw God, 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 God damn it! Why is his phone off? You know what I mean? What's he doing? Too many. He's phone cracking calls the atom at IGN right now. Come on, <laughs> Andrew, your goddamn phone. You're some some meeting. Puzzle pieces. He's trying to talk about Minecraft. I've been there. Uh, the other thing we have a link for is uh, number four in the Roper Report. There's a bunch of Last of Us Two merch that's been revealed. Again, ladies and gentlemen, remember uh, the embargoes are all up for Last of Us Part Two. People are streaming it. People are playing it. Uh, be careful out there. The trophy lists are out. My platinum is synced. I'm very excited. Uh, however, over on the PlayStation blog and the PlayStation Gear Store, they tossed up the fact that they have uh, new Last of Us merch that you can go get um kevin i for some reason link i'm clicking on didn't work also yeah. can you hear this fucking leaf blower outside no uh really no, yeah i yeah, can no, we can't oh no, you can't, can't. no he can't. Uh, yeah i can hear it I can. you're saying you're better at kevin's job than kevin okay well right you there with, oh, yeah but like that okay. was the first time you actually heard it, and it's very quiet don't close the door that you're gonna get warm i'm gonna get so hot i know we're all we're we're nearing like we're in the last like ten to twenty minutes of the show. We're fine. He'll People be fine. are fine. Price four one two says he can't hear it either. I just want to take care of everybody out there. All I right? got these beats. Um, I'm not like Jonathan Dornbush at IGN Miller. who makes up fake news trying to look like he's important. You know what I mean? I make up the dude. fake news that I'm hot and I'll get hot for you. Uh, the page is in fact uh, not working. If you go to the PlayStation blog, you can find it and click off of there. Maybe the because I mean, I'm looking at it right in. now. You know what I mean? You're, you're 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 you can get a you can get a you can get a Last of Us Part Two oh, replica Taylor guitar for two thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Oh God. Now, is there a way we can use the kind of funny budget to get me this Last of Us Part Two two in one backpack? Because I could really use a good backpack. I know I have a backpack literally right there. That I, I was gonna say, what about but... you got that backpack there and then you got the Butterfinger backpack? The, the Butterfinger, Butterfinger backpack's great. The Butterfinger backpack is great. I just like backpack. Game better with Butterfinger. I just really like backpack. You're never gonna use this backpack. Let me tell you. Well, again, you started at a weird part in the industry. If you can hang on and let the industry kind of get back to normal by the end of year, by the start of your third anniversary, you're gonna have too many backpacks. You're gonna be throwing them away. Oh, I can't wait. I fucking right. love backpacks. You're gonna have they so love many. They love and they're good, good quality backpack. backpacks. Ooh, yeah. a skateboard. All right, so yeah, basically there's a bunch of last steps crap you can buy if you want to spend your money on it. Congratulations, everybody. Uh, Blessing, I'm excited to see how many backpacks you get in your video game career, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Ruiner is on Switch, West of Dead is on Xbox One and PC, Namco, Museum, Archives, Volume 1, and Volume 2 are on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Waking is on Xbox One and PC. Klaus is on Switch. Uh, One Way Heroic Plus is on Switch. Airy Little Bird Adventures is on Switch. Uh, Poland Ball Can Into Space is on Switch. Uh, my, bu- my Butler, I thought it was my Butter, my Butler is on Switch. Uh, Hawk, Hakawa, Hawk, 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 Hawk Oniwa Explorer Plus is on Switch. Uh, Push the Crate 2 is on Switch. Endless Fables Dark Moor is on Switch. Working Zombies is on Switch. Best Friend Forever is on Switch. Destro Bots is on Switch. Uh, Space Mouse 2 is on PC. Saint Kotar, uh, the Yellow Mask, is out. I don't have a platform. Bourbon Empire is on PC. Uh, Heavy Rain is on PC. Detroit is on PC. Beyond Two Souls is on PC. There you go, Quantic Dream. Outer Wilds is on PC on Steam. Uh, QA Neon Platformer is on P, uh, PC. Uh, Westmar- West Ma- Westmark Manor is on PC. Uh, Landers Black Moon is on PC and Mac. Something Ate My Alien is on PC and Mac. Duck Life Adventure is on PC and Mac. Tainted Grail is on PC. And then Grand Theft Auto is high octane this week with an abundance of Whoa. double and triple rewards across races, plus a quartet of free vehicles and much more. I want to get um, West of Dead. That game looks really cool. It, it does. Look really- I played it uh, in the Xbox. Uh, they put out the early access of it, and I played it there, and I was like, oh, shit, this is cool. Did you and like so, it? Yeah. yeah, I did. I, I was going to wait for the full one, which is today, so hell yeah. And it's got Ron yeah. Perlman in there, and Ron Perlman's going to fight yeah. Ted Cruz, so why not? I wish it was coming to PS4. <sighs> I believe it is. Is it, is it later? I thought they announced that. Switch later on. I, th- I think it's West of Dead is coming to PS4 and Switch later on. Gotcha. I'm, d- I'm d- double check for you, but I was pretty sure that is what. In I that heard. case, I might wait for the PS4 version to play. That's Marvel. Yeah, yeah, you. It's got a release date announcement on PlayStation from 17 hours so. ago. Let me see if I can scroll to and see when it comes to PlayStation 4. Uh, August 5th comes to PlayStation. August 5th. Is, is it on Game Pass right now? I feel like a lot of people are saying it's on Game Pass right now. I believe it is on Game Pass right now. Yeah, Game Pass right now. Fuck, I know Andrew at all. Game Pass? No, I don't. I, I ran out. I had my Game Pass Ultimate up till like two months ago. Huh. And it, it ran out. 
and I didn't renew it because I changed my bank account information because I lost my debit card forever ago. Talk to us about that. You know what I mean? I New dates for you. Message you guys. New dates for you. Like, go for it. Summer Game Fest uh, is announcing an all-new digital. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not right. Summer Game Fest, it, an all-digital, multi-month global gaming festival, will host its first ever developer showcase on Monday, June 22nd. Virtual doors open at 10:30 a.m. Eastern slash 7:30 a.m. Pacific, with the first live performance of the Outer Wild soundtrack by composer Andrew Prowlo uh, and cellist uh, David Tan Tan Tangne. Uh, followed by exclusive game content kicking off at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Fans can tune in on all the major streaming platforms and IGN GameSpot and SummerGameFest.com. The Summer Games Fest Developer Showcase will spotlight a select group of uh, upcoming indie and AAA video games curated by Day of the Devs team and Jeff Keighley, the Game Awards. The June Showcase will feature games including The Artful Escape, Black Book, Drake Hollow, The Eternal Cylinder, uh, Foregone, Haunted Garage, Knuckle Sandwich, Panzer Paladin, Sea of Stars, Skate Story, Spinach, or Spin, Spinch. Uh, maybe that's a typo. Maybe not. <laughs> Starbase. Yeah. That feels gross to say. <laughs> it's, it's probably a typo. It's probably Spinach. Uh, the Night is Gray and oh, Yinglet, uh, plus world exclusive debuts from Long Heart, Long Hand Electric, and That Game Company, with a surprise major AAA reveal hosted live on air by Jeff Keeley. I have not touched base with one Tim Gettys to see if we'd be reacting to that, but. Why not, right? The game is in fact called Spinch. Spinch, yeah, it sounds that does sound like a slur yeah. of some kind. I don't like, like I it because, because I was like, that feels like I'm like I'm calling out a whole race of people that I yeah, and no. I wouldn't know which. It's I feel like that would be like Spinch is the racial slur I'd say to the Jolly Green Giant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. There, I mean there is an urban dictionary thing that pops up. What does the urban dictionary say? Well, I'm reading it first, so I make yeah, sure I don't say well, anything I regret. That's a smart move. Uh, all right, I'm not going to say because I don't okay, know. Good. Look it up if you want yourself. Look, look it up for yourself. Uh, deals of the day. Xbox free play days are here. Three great games are waiting for you to play this weekend with free play days. Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play eFootball Pez 2020, MotoGP 20, and Don't Starve Together Console Edition from Thursday through Sunday. Uh, Chris Reed over at IGN.com explains, here's some good news for anyone with a gaming PC. You can get The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt for free on GOG as long as you already own it on PS4 or Xbox One or other PC storefronts. And if you don't have a copy, you can get the console version right now on sale for cheap. The promotion runs through June 23rd, so claim your free copy soon. Then, Rebecca Valentine over at GamesIndustry.biz reports, Google has dropped the price of its Stadia Premier Edition from $129.99 to $99.99, though some of the bundle's features have changed since the original release. Most notably, Google is no longer offering three months of Stadia Pro for free to those who purchase the Premier Edition, meaning the bundle only contains a Chromecast Ultra and a Stadia controller. Instead of the free three months of Stadia Pro, all new users, regardless of whether or not they purchase the Premier Edition, are able to access Stadia Pro for free for one month, after which they can either pay $9.99 per month to continue access to 4K streaming and monthly free games, or revert to the free version of Stadia at 1080p and no free games. Stadia blessing. Stadia. Uh, reader mail for you. Where do I want to go? Of course, we're, this is we're brought to you today by youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Maybe you're one of the gajillion podcast only listeners. It would mean a lot to me if you went over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games and subscribed to the channel. Uh, let's get the numbers up there and get in front of kind of funny again because this is embarrassing that Nick's over there just making Terrible. fart noises all the time and he's falling asleep to his guitar and everything's happening pissing me off you know what i mean is that what is that what they do on kfaf i haven't watched kfaf in years like, i'm pretty KFAF sure that's what it is <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's all it is yeah you know what i mean sleeping on the couch with a guitar exactly all right let's get into a question here i got an e3 one. Oh yeah i like this one sheep whisper writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it says good morning bless and greg now that we're several weeks and several shows into an E3 absent year, what are your honest and unbiased opinions of showcases, reveals, and presentations so far? Has the industry shown that E3 is in fact no longer a necessity and the scattershot approach of information makes it so everyone has equal limelight? Or does the industry in fact benefit from a structured and planned out time frame of E3 so fans and consumers are not left waiting weeks on end for new information? Thanks and stay safe, the sheep whisper. Blessing, how do you feel about this spread out, not E3, E3? I mean, I think 
I honestly think it had it's had kind of a little bit of a rough start, but I think as years progress, we're going to we're gonna we're gonna see this format refined and, and get better. Um, yeah. I think we're still we're still in the period where where people are trying to figure it out and companies are trying to figure out like what what a a streaming only space means to them. I think the that Inside Xbox show was a good example of you know and we're in a weird year because it's a console release year and so expectations are just off the chain in general but you know them coming out and being like hey we we have your first look at at uh at next gen gameplay and that kind of coming through and kind of bombing for all, for all intents and purposes i think you know i think i think that is an example of yeah like we're in a, we're in kind of a weird space we're still trying to figure this out i think yeah. the ps5 reveal was awesome um but i think that would have i i don't think that would have changed op- well they wouldn't. They wouldn't have been in E3 in the first place, and so I think optically that wouldn't have changed anyway. I think you would have still gotten this, the same games. I think you probably would have gotten that on a stage, um, but yeah. that would have been the only difference. Um, I think you know, you're, ter- you're. I like that you're jumping to the big stuff because I think that's where our minds go. But for me, it's mm-hmm. more the chip damage stuff where I think having yeah. all. I, we've definitely lost something. I, 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 as I leading into it, I was saying, man, I hope everybody still keeps it to that week and does a week of announcements, right? The fact that we're already talking about August events and uh, Jeffy Grub Grub keeps putting up his summer game mess and it keeps getting longer and it keeps going more far, far out. Like that works when I'm waiting to see if Rocksteady is going to announce, you know, their the next game at this event or if I'm excited to see what Xbox is going to do first party. But like when we get to our, fourth indie showcase you know what i mean and i and we just worked on the gorilla collective so this isn't me talking shit about indie showcases but even the gorilla collective right was three days and it's like that's a long time and you saw the you know ramp down of interest and viewers and concurrence where it's like you can come out and have that big thing but then how do you keep it maintained and i think if you're going later in the uh months here you're gonna see that as well like even keely's thing i haven't talked to tim are we reacting to that like I, 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 the AAA announcement's cool. How long is it going to be? It's seven thirty. You have to start balancing that too. Of like, what's well, eight in the morning? It's like our normal schedule, and like, are we trying to you know space ourselves out? There's also uh, that's Monday, right? So then next week we're for sure reacting to. Oh, I'm in November 2020. Next week we're sure for sure reacting to Marvel's uh, War Table. I want to wa- react to that, right? We're doing the Cyberpunk thing next week. I want to react to that. There's already yeah. other stuff on here. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if you've done it. I'm subscribed to the. Uh, uh, Google Calendar for Summer Game Fest. So on the 22nd, it has the thing here that is the showcase that we just talked about. Then I don't know anything about this. I'm just going off of the official uh, list that's dropped in here, right? Tuesday, the 23rd, I have New Game Plus Expo. So there's something else happening on Tuesday as well. It's like, well, at what point is it just so hard to manage all this? And it's always been that way. You know, I watched the uh, PC Gamer uh, Showcase and the Future Gamer uh, Showcase. And at some point with that much stuff happening and that many games in there, it just becomes noise, right? Like I, you leave those things. You're like, I know I saw some stuff I liked and I remember this game specifically, but outside of that, what was I excited for? Where does it all go? And then even information where it's like West of dead, that's a game pass game. Oh yeah. It's coming to PlayStation. I believe so. You know, it's like, there's so much going on right now that it's not that condensed week of E3 where we're all having these conversations and finding new things and going off of it. But I don't know if that's good or bad because it's going to be good for us in terms of, giving it room to breathe and having more excitement and having a summer full of like episodes of game dailies and live reacts that do really well. But in terms of being able to focus our industry and get all the information you really need in one spot. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's antiquated. Maybe it's like, I'm always talking about where when I started at fucking IG and I could play everything, I could play every game for a month, but I, there's when, no way to do that. When, when Jeff first pitched summer games fest, when, when he, when he was uh, doing that first reveal, one of the things that he mentioned in one of his interviews was that people a lot of different devs and a lot of different companies were looking for something that was like an E3 that was, you know, a, a bigger brand that they could attach themselves to, to organize all the different announcements going on. And I think in that way, E3 worked so well mm-hmm. um, because, you know, E3, E3 works as a brand that one, it's only, it only goes on for a week or a week and a half, right? Like you, yeah. you, you don't necessarily have to stretch it out over a long, long period of time, but then also, PC game PC game show can attach themselves to E3 and have people tune in for it with the idea that okay yeah this is an E3 adjacent thing. Right now during the Summer Game Fest there's so much uh there's so much noise and at this point there's so much fatigue with like oh yeah we've gotten uh we've gotten the big shows 
uh, between Inside Xbox and that PlayStation 5 reveal. And we, we also got three days of Gorilla Collective and the Future Game Show and the PC Game Showcase. And we there was know an that the uh, VR showcase too. Yeah, there was an mean? upload VR VR thing. There's also Ubisoft Forward, which is coming up. There's also EA Play. And at a now certain point, DC Fandom. Yeah, now there's DC Fandom. And at a certain point, it's like, all right, like cool, but I don't. I just we. I I think collectively we don't have the energy to pay attention and tune in for for all these things. Whereas if you limit it to a week and a half scope, with E3 being the thing to drive it all, then it's a lot easier to pay attention to and to uh, have that news cycle come and go in a way that weeks after everybody's kind of gotten out what they needed to get out of it um and also i think the thing too is since and and, you know obviously i've said before that i I love jeff i think jeff's great i think he's amazing for the industry if if everybody would have just turned to him and he would have been like i'm doing summer game fest and everyone like cool let's get in let's just get in line with you and we'll we have this idea and we're going to work together and we'll do this and yada 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 and he could have been uh, mastermind of the whole thing i think it'd be a different thing too but like even looking through his list of stuff for the monday showcase like right i don't want to speak out of turn but i know for a fact skate story i saw over this weekend and i think the gorilla collective and maybe even in the pc one too as well but maybe not it's the switch i remember the switch controls for it so it's like mm-hmm. we're seeing games get double dipped into different things now so it's at that point too where you're just like when that game comes up you're like oh, i've seen this before and like granted i understand you're an indie game you're trying to get shown as many places as possible but then at what point does this all feel like Groundhog Day and we're just seeing the same yeah. games over and over again? That's, that was going to be another thing, too, is that I think there there is that lack of uh, commitment um, to Summer Game Fest, right? Between between Summer Game Fest and IGN Summer of Gaming, and I, I always loop in uh, GameStop Play for All, but I feel like that, that has proven itself to be an entirely different thing. Um, but between all these different, I guess, overarching brands that are presenting these showcase, showcases, it feels like the message has gotten very muddied in a way that, yeah, if everybody just committed to to Jeff Keighley being uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest being the the overall driving thing, and we all commit yeah. to having an organized sequence of events and an organized showing for our, our games that feels clean and feels like get in and get out. Um, I, I I think it could have worked better, and that's why I think that over the years it will work better. I think exactly. Years, I think everybody will learn. Yeah. learn. Blessing. Usually, right. this is where I tell you it's time to squat up. But instead, we have a new segment in place of squat up that's called D Block Defends Himself. If you remember yesterday on Kind of Funny Games Daily, D Block wrote in, Oh man, Pokemon Switch is out. I just sold my Switch. I have to buy another Switch. <laughs> and I was like, Why the hell would you sell your Switch? And then Gary's like, Maybe it was for money. And I was like, Well, if that's okay if it is, but what is what, what's going on over here? D Block wrote in and said, To defend myself about selling my Switch, I sold it shortly before the pandemic began in the States. I don't travel much, and I had beaten Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild over a year ago. Tried a bunch of other games, but nothing stuck with me, and it had just been collecting dust. I traded the Switch and my OG Xbox One in towards an Xbox One X so that I could take advantage of the 4K TV we bought on Black Friday. Pokemon Snap was probably one of my top three favorite games on N64. I was seven when it came out. So now I might have to go out and get a new Switch. D-Block, you played yourself. You fucked up. You fucked up, son. What are you doing? Come on, you knew it. something was coming. And all these Mario games. God. Yeah, cares. that's the thing is, if you're, you're if, I understand selling consoles for new consoles, but don't sell a Nintendo con- Don't sell the N- Nintendo Switch again, Xbox Series X, because you're. Those are two very unique libraries. Though that, that's like a vast reach between the Nint- Nintendo Switch and your Xbox One. Sell your Xbox One to get the to get the Xbox One X. That makes sense, right? Because that's yeah. an upgrade. Cool. Yeah. Sure. You sold your switch. You made a mistake, Crazy. and yeah, I list. I listened to the episode yesterday, and I was cheering you guys on. I think I think you guys did a good job of tearing him a new one. And not, and now that I have the full context, I'm with you guys. D block, you fucked up. You fucked up, son. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, around the globe. Uh, we have two, not your wrongs, but I enjoy the information. Well, I guess they are wrongs. I'll get into them. They're, I'm saying we have two justified ones and then two people who need to get taken to the fucking cleaners. Uh, Kebabs is up first. Uh, he says, the mask and crash puzzle was seen before in a PS4 ad following crash around in his CTR cart. Fans had no idea who it was, and we still don't know. Given the moon symbols and the hourglass earrings, it's clear that the next game will have time travel involved, which the third crash game warp did also good feedback there thank you Uh, trevor starkey of course from that nerdy site writes in and says best friends forever the dog dating sim game was still in out today but is actually delayed again a couple of days due to the covid 
uh, complications. They did release a Steam demo, but there is no new date list listed. Good feedback there. People who need to break their dick offs. Uh, Boars and Double Zero writes in and says, Greg, the six access without the DualShock was created due to legal troubles of the technology behind the DualShock Rumble feature. Once the legal troubles went away, they were able to release the DualShock 3. Did I fucking say that wasn't the fact? When I say something and I insult the six access, do I have to go tell you the fucking history, Borzin? You think I don't fucking know that? You think I don't know why this fucking happened? Break your dick off. Yosemite writes in and says this. Phil Spencer seemed confident. Phil Spencer seemed confident people will be able to play the Series X before launch. No idea how they plan on doing it, but I imagine Sony has similar plans to the PlayStation 5. From Eddie at GameSpot. Phil Spencer said he is optimistic about being able to put the Xbox Series X in front of consumers at some point in the future before launch to help them understand the appeal of the new system. But it's unlikely to happen soon due to government restrictions around social distancing. That is an article from GameSpot from Eddie. Hold on, I'm throwing it back up over here to actually get the date on it before I insult you. Somebody some more. This is from June 7th, 2020. Here's the problem. Yosemite is you you're wrong your fucking self you play yourself once again Phil Spencer seems confident this is you Yosemite people will be able to play Eddie writes Spencer seems uh, Spencer said he is optimistic Yosemite I am optimistic I'll lose 50 pounds in the next five years I am not confident I will that is the difference between opt- optimistic and confident sir or ma'am or person don't fuck with me all right it's very fucking clear what's being said there. And also, I don't know if you know this. I think we were, I was, when we left the kind of funny, I was very optimistic we would be back in the studio by June or July. Fuck, that ain't happening. All right. So don't come in here with another fucking quote trying to throw that in my face saying that's, that's proof of this. There's a lot of you out there who need to find Jesus or God or just anything, just a right and wrong, because you're on the wrong side of history about everything right now. And I'm frankly fed up about it. And I can't take it much longer. All right. Good Lord. Uh, tomorrow, Blessing is hosting. I'm I'm co-piloting. We're having a good time. Uh, if you've enjoyed this show, remember everybody, patreon.com slash games. You can go over there and watch the post show. Who will I insult there? Who knows? Probably Gary Widow. Uh, if you have no bucks to sauce our way though and not submit a question, get the show ad free, get the exclusive post show we do on patreon.com slash games, along with a bunch of other stuff, including the exclusive Blessing show. We understand. You can go to youtube.com slash games. Please subscribe. Podcast services around the globe. Please subscribe and rate them. And leave a review and do all that jazz. But until next time, no. Oh, hold, remember, there's a bunch of stuff happening. Screencast right after this. Then uh, the GCX uh, event uh, stream for charity. Then EA Play, both live reactions and me hosting. Then a post show for that. Until next time, no. It's been our pleasure to serve you.